0: Today, this podcast is being recorded on Goombanga land. We pay our respects to Elders, past and present, and extend our respect to any First Nation, Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people joining us today. Welcome into the realm of sluts and blood magic, where we work together to remove the taboo around sex, periods, and ethical non-monogamy in order to have more fulfilling and pleasurable relationships and lives. I'm your host, Jem Campbell, a dietitian, nutritionist, sexologist, menstrual cycle guide, and menstrual blood witch. If you love the podcast, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review so we can reach and empower as many sluts as possible. Before we get into the episode today, I would love to invite you into the realm of my signature online program, Blood Magic. Take my hand as I lead you into the realm of blood magic, where you will discover how good it feels to be empowered by your period where you will learn how to use your menstrual blood as spiritual medicine to fulfill your wildest primal desires and to connect deeply with your pussy and womb you will learn how to activate and harness the power of your inner sacred slut and seductress you will unpack the period shame and witch wounds that festered deep within your dna passed down to you by your ancestors Through a range of healing modalities and sacred rituals, you will unleash the wisdom of your womb and of your soul. For so long, you've been unknowingly bound, bound by the relentless shackles of shame. Come and journey with me as we shift negative stories and beliefs using healing modalities and practices such as dance and movement, singing, meditation, visualization, self-seduction, EFT tapping, journaling, and engaging and grounding activities. So if you're feeling disconnected from your menstrual cycle, having painful periods, anxious, burnt out, and overwhelmed from not living in sync with your natural hormonal rhythms, living with PMS, feeling stagnant and uninspired in your sex life, feeling insecure about the appearance of your vulva, struggling to process big emotions that surface during your bleed, battling with sexual shame from slut shaming or being socialized as a girl, or you're considering coming off hormonal birth control to connect more deeply to your menstrual cycle, this program is for you. Blood Magic is a transformational journey of menstrual cycle healing, brain reprogramming, pussy empowerment and self-discovery. It's a hybrid program offering both self-paced modules and group coaching via Zoom. After graduating, you'll be connected to an incredible community of humans, energetic and enthusiastic about life, deeply connected to your womb, cycle and menstrual blood, sexually liberated and horny, empowered by your period and having more pleasurable periods jump on the waitlist now to be the first to know when doors to enrollment open securing yourself a spot in this magical program you'll also get access to exclusive discounts on the program all you have to do is click the link in the show notes show notes to each episode can be found by just scrolling down underneath the episode hey it's liz in this app, Jem and Ace chat about life changes and autism, weird autistic things they did as kids, how, being diag- how undiagnosed autism introduced OCD, introduced, <laughs> fuck, just doing so well. Routine and structure. Nice, nice, cock. This is Jem's sister, by the way.
1: I just want to talk shit with you.
0: <laughs> I know. Well, we can just do that. And give a fuck. Yeah,
1: we can. Oh, my God. It's been such a crazy
0: time. So you're in Hobart. Is that where the house is?
1: Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Okay. I, was... I thought
0: it was in the country. I don't know why I thought that. Well, I
1: initially thought that as well. And then I found out it was oh. in the city.
0: Ah.
1: Oh. Um, like a maybe like a month or two before I came down. I was like, no, it's fine. It's fine. Um. And Jude was like, yeah, the parents will be, like, paying me to, like, work on it, to Mm -hmm. renovate it while I'm there. But he was like, yeah, we'll have a house and it'll be great. You won't have to be in the van. I was like, oh, my God, I'll have, like, a hot shower. It's going to be amazing. Yeah, there's no shower. (laughs) got there. It's, like, literally falling apart, which is fine. It was just not what I was expecting. And that's when, good link to the topic, had a bit of a meltdown because I was like, <laughs> I thought it was going to be like a nice house, but there's like, they're just like concrete floors and like plaster walls and like renovation shit everywhere. No shower. Oh my God. Oh. Fucking it hell. Was, it was not a good time. But now that I've like adjusted to it, it's fine, you know, but it, it took me a solid like four or five days.
0: <laughs> <laughs> as it does, as it does tell. Oh, my God. Yeah, my brain is, like, so slow at the moment as well.
1: It's oh, because we're like, both doing so much moving around.
0: It's It really fucks you. Like, I had the first productive day I've had in ages yesterday. Like, I've just been flailing around fucking, like, trying to tidy up the unit for, like, a week straight mm. and haven't even, like, gotten to my massive to-do list. Like, there's just so much to do and it feels endless. And, you know, and, like, you've got heaps of shit to do and your ADHD is, like, need to do all of it and it's, like, mm-hmm. task after task after task and you just can't yeah. stop and you're getting, like, hyper-focused kind of, like, yeah.
1: And then mm. you need, like, three days to recover so you do nothing for, like, the next three days and then yeah. you're just back at square one. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, and then I've had, like, fucked insomnia because my brain won't stop thinking yeah. about what I have to do. And, like, I'm yeah. not even thinking. I'm just, like, laying there awake. Like, I'm not even thinking... Sometimes I'm thinking about the things I have to do, but I'm just like laying there just like, ah, oh, sleep would be nice, but I feel like really awake. I'm like, mm. have I taken meth or something? I don't know what's going <laughs> just,
1: on. Oh, it's adrenaline pumping through your body. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel you.
0: I'm really sorry you don't have a shower. <laughs> what have you been doing? Because there's no beaches there, right?
1: No. So um, where the fuck are so you So we have a, a big tub and there's a sink with water. Well, water which at least it's hot yeah so I've just been God. like crouching over the bucket like a goblin like washing my ass <laughs> <laughs> I literally had to get you to leave like we were both in there trying to take our first shower and I was like you have to leave like you actually can't see me like this, this <laughs>
0: <fact."> <laughs> we're not quite there yet babe we're not there yet <laughs> maybe a few more months and we'll be there uh, you can yeah a- I
1: want to maintain some <laughs> like romance pretty hard in this situation and I'm also like <laughs> I've got the worst fucking thrush right now mm-hmm. and he's been hearing all about it because I'm, I'm a complainer like we both know this bit of a win you know like we just got so much going on that we're gonna like let it out you know mm-hmm. I don't really try and like hold it in anymore <laughs> I guess because I'm used to being around you and like we don't get sick of each other complaining because we get it yeah you know? and so Jude's just been like copying it and I'm just, like, sitting in front of the mirror with my legs spread, just like, fuck, babe, you should see this, it's so fucked. <laughs> oh,
0: my God. That's probably TMI, we can cut He's... that out. <laughs> no, I don't care. <laughs> babe, my podcast is called Blood Slut, it's fine. <laughs> okay, <cool. laughs> yeah, that's um definitely not TMI, babe. Um, thanks for the info. Love to hear about you. You're welcome. Your juicy, swollen labia minora's, you <laughs> poor fucked, bitch. Dude, so fucked.
1: He's just been doing everything for me because I'm like, babe, I can't walk.
0: <laughs> Doesn't he always do everything for yeah, you? Everyone. Anyway? <laughs>
1: Pretty much i just have like a valid reason you
0: Uh, you are disabled as fuck so he kind of knew what he was signing up for i don't know i guess not but like now he does
1: i said the other day i was like oh like fuck you probably thought i was like this mysterious hot like van chick and then now (laughs) i'm just fucked and he was like oh no don't worry like i knew what i was signing up for and i was like,
0: Man, uh, uh, <laughs> you fucking looks like your van's rocking like a boat right now. <laughs> Woo! Oh, it looks so sick. By the way, the green. Oh yeah, um, looks amazing. It and the wait, have you always had those curtains, or are they new? No, they new. I
1: found them at the op shop, and they like match the green paint. You always
0: find it. like perfectly matching green things at the op shop.
1: And I've got a cute
0: little lace covering on the door. Yeah, I love that. It's a vibe. Yeah. It matches your glasses sleigh.
1: Yeah, very colour-coded color today.
0: So what have you been up to while you've been in the Hobart? What's it like there?
1: Yeah, it's a cute city. Um, yeah, I haven't done that much exploring, to be honest. We've just been to one show for Dark Mofo so far, um, mm-hmm. and then we went to, like, the Winter Feast. Do you know what Dark Mofo is? Mm-hmm. That big, it's like a big festival. It's been running for 10 years in Hobart, and it's kind of like... You would love it. It's kind of just like dark, shadowy, like blood and gore. Oh,
0: my God. I'm writing this in my phone.
1: Yeah, really intense performances. And like like they have like music. They'll have like um, raves, live performances. um, Oh, my God. Exhibitions and stuff. It's pretty cool.
0: Sounds sick, dude. Editing me, just popping in to let you know the next part is pretty rando. Just a life update from me because I just had a massive vent to ace about my relationship. here. He. Yeah, like, my libido has been pretty low the past, I'd say, a few months just because, like, I'm still hella attracted to Brody and, like, want to have sex. But then I also am just, like, can't be fucked because I'm, like, oh, my pussy hurts, like, thrush or, like, yeah. irritation or, like, whatever's going on down there. And then, like, the pelvic pain and, like, the fucking weird pains that I get. I swear I have endo. And mm. then... Um, I'm just like and then them just like I don't know just uh, I just like I need a partner who is like really social and like wants to like do things because like yeah. I'm so bored like I don't really have any friends here so and I'm just finding that like obviously I'm not doing anything social yet either because like I'm just settling in but I don't know I just need to it definitely <laughs> helps
1: have someone to like drag you out at times like a lot of the yeah. time Jude, I wouldn't go out if it weren't for Jude and like I'm like lucky to have that so I see what you mean like and that's
0: what I mean like I because like I have like m- you know migraines and like feel pretty like but if I had you here because you used to drag like not drag me out but you'd be like there's a gig on and I would just be like yeah okay but if you didn't say that I'd probably be like I don't have the capacity to even like look at social events because like I yeah. was just did not have time like running two businesses last year I was so busy And so now that I don't have you, like, Mm. eh. but, like, I'll get there. I just need to get, like, my routine back and stuff. And, like, Mm. I'm sure you're kind of similar, like, moving to a new place and, like, you're constantly, like, moving around. So it's, like, constantly trying to get, like, a routine and, like, social events are, like, just not a priority. I don't know if that's the same for you. But Definitely.
1: (laughs) It's, like, the foundation of my ability to function is, like, yeah, routine and structure. And then if I don't have that, I can't build anything on top of that. So, like, socialising and, like, productivity and all that just crumbles if I don't have that, like, stability Yeah, underneath. Yeah. And socialising is just, like, yeah, can't even think about it, like.
0: Yeah, exactly. And then it's just, like, so many steps because you have to, like, find social events, you have to find people to go with unless you mm-hmm. want to go by yourself, and then you have to, like, organize your whole day because I don't know mm. if you do this but when I have probably like when, <laughs> when we used to go to raves and stuff like really late at night in Newcastle like or just events I would like not do anything usually that whole day like I would make yeah. go to bed really early wake up like a bit like sleep in a bit Make sure my day was like really well structured. I would like basically not talk to Brody. Like, when we were living together, I'd be like, No, I have to do these steps. And then I would like shower at like a specific time. So, yeah. I, like, and then do my makeup, and everything was just so like just calculated. And
1: mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Yep.
0: Make sure yep. I have time to get photos before. <laughs> and then I'm still, in, I'm still late for some And then reason. we're still
1: like, everything. <laughs> I love how we're like, no, everyone must follow my routine. We must be on time. And then
0: we're fucking late anyway. Everyone around us must be like, for fuck's sake. Because like, like the autism be like, bruh, we need to have like all these steps and this very specific sequence of events leading up until the main event. And then the ADHD is like, but blah, 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 And then you forget where shit is. And then you fucking <laughs> like this. And then you're late. Japping from
1: step to step. like time blindness yeah oh the time blindness I'm realizing how bad mine is like like even now I'm living in the van and I like I should be more mobile more efficient like I don't really have any excuses to be late to things sometimes yeah you know I have like I'm not working or anything I have the whole day to get ready and I'm still always at least 10 minutes late like I can't ever be on time and it's just like I'll be like, oh, this thing will just take five minutes. I just got to do this before I go. And then it takes half a fucking hour. And I'm like, how have I not learned by now? Like, I've been like this my whole life. Like, how have I not figured out that maybe this will take me more than five minutes? And then I'm like, know, oh, dude. It's, actual, it's an actual, like, disability. Keep forgetting.
0: <laughs> yeah. And that's why, like, I'm so shitty that ADHD isn't, like, fucking, like, classified as a disability. Yeah. Yeah. Like, especially having both, like, like (laughs) you can't. It never made sense to me. Like, when I found out I had ADHD, I was like, oh, okay, yeah, that makes sense, I guess. Because I didn't really know much about it. But the more I learned about it, I was like, oh, okay. But then I just thought that all my autistic things were ADHD things or like OCD Mm -hmm. things.
1: Yeah, or like or, oh that's my anxious side.
0: Like Yeah, and I just always thought it was like anxiety from like my complex PTSD or, you know, yeah. just having a dysregulated nervous system my entire life. Yeah. I never <laughs> I never ever considered myself to be autistic even seeing you go through your whole mm. diagnosis last year. Yeah. And seeing how like how much like self-doubt you had and kind of like imposter syndrome just feeling like you weren't autistic and I was like bro you're so autistic but then me not seeing it in myself Uh and then me going through that whole doubt process this year of like Mm -hmm. no I can't possibly be autistic because I masked so well for my entire not my entire life but my entire adult life at least yeah to the point where I convinced everyone around me in my life that I'm not autistic.
1: <laughs> yeah, and even me, and that just shows how much.
0: Yeah, you... Like,
1: like if anyone should have picked it up, it should have been me. Like I definitely yeah. always had moments. Or Brody. Like, yeah. yeah, and like I definitely had moments all the way through. Mm. Like when I was going through it before you were considering it for yourself, I always had moments of being like, "Oh, Jem does this too," or like,
0: "Yeah, we're like so simple.
1: Yeah, but I was just like, "Oh no, but." But I get, like, I seem to not cope with this as well as Jem or whatever. But then, yeah, it was just the mask. Clearly. Yeah, like-
0: exactly. But then we're also both very different people as well. We and, like, yeah. everyone has their own weird shit. But, like, yeah, I think I, I definitely just masked a lot better in some scenarios. Um mm-hmm. I don't know, it's all falling away now.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's falling to pieces. Yeah. Even like Brody didn't pick it up. And Brody isn't the most ob- observant person to be honest. But like I lived with them for fuck's sake. But I think we just both thought it was like O C D. Um, mm. because obviously there's a lot of similarities, but I think the O C D was definitely born from <laughs> or like induced by yeah. my autism.
1: Me too, yeah.
0: Um, yeah. Like I think yeah.
1: I had the wiring. For OCD, like in my, I think Absolutely. I was born with that. But I think yeah. being undiagnosed definitely exacerbated it and like drove it in a certain direction. So like a lot of my OCD traits are based around like autistic things that weren't accommodated for, like yeah. having OCD around, sorry, I got distracted. Um, <laughs> having OCD around um, knowing exactly where everything is at all times and where all my stuff is and everything has to be in the right place. Like, I don't think I would have developed it to this degree if I understood that that was an autistic trait my whole life and, like, had people respect that need. But because I was, it felt like kind of out of my control, like, I don't know what this, I don't know if this is making sense.
0: No, no, it absolutely does, dude. Everything you say Mm -hmm. makes sense to me. You could mm. be like bleh, 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 blah blah
1: blah 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 blah
0: Yes, <laughs> yes. <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Indeed. <laughs> Trying to think of other um, what other traits have come from. What are, what OCD traits do you think you have that came from like being undiagnosed?
0: Um, I think I th- always think back to when I lived in Moree as a kid and Lizy, my sister who's uh like three years younger than me, she wasn't in school yet and I would come home from kindergarten or whatever every day and she would have opened my cupboard like my wardrobe in my bedroom and like pulled everything out mm. and mom thinks like she just missed me or whatever I was trying to get my attention yeah. but I would like mm-hmm. have like an or au- like now that I it's an or au- or au- 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 au-
1: <laughs> go on you got it
0: an autistic <laughs> Meltdown and I'd be yeah. like and I don't remember it like vividly what I but I remember getting really like stiff in my body and just really like like I was you know when you get like you're gonna explode. Yeah and you feel like there's like steam coming out of your ears. Yeah and I would get like really cranky. I feel like most let's say neurotypical siblings would probably just be like, Oh, you little shit, fuck you or like chase them around the house or just be like fuck off but yeah. I was just like Ugh. You touch my things. yeah. Like, how could you like touch my things and like I had yeah. to like put them all back because I'm like an ex- like you know this like I'm a very tidy person. Okay, maybe not my van. My van can be a bit gross, but like my hat like my home has to be like everything needs to be in a very particular spot yeah. in a very particular way. Um, I definitely go through periods where like ADHD is like taking like full on taking the driver's seat of my brain and like yeah. my house ha- I can be just throw shit everywhere. But my true self, my like. Like I'm very tidy in particular, very anal, so to speak. And yeah. so when she did that, it just. <clears throat> and then my mom would go into my bedroom because I have a feeling, you know, she potentially has autism, OCD. I don't know. And she's like admitted that to me now. She's like, I think I might have like autism and ADHD. And I'm like. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. and she used to like straight, like you know how when you put photo oh, you've frames, told me this, yeah, <laughs> yeah, photo frames on like a mantelpiece. So I had this beautiful like dresser in my room, and they mum would always have them on like an angle, which is usually how you have them, right? Yeah. But me, <laughs> I like to have them perfectly straight, so they were in alignment with the like yeah dresser. So lovely. it was like perfectly. <laughs> Oh, but like I don't I don't like photo frames like that now, obviously, but my child brain was like everything must be yeah. lined perfectly. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. And so every fucking day when I got home from school, my wardrobe was trashed from my sister, and then my mother had moved all my photo frames because she couldn't stand the way I had them. And I'm like, it's my mm. fucking room. Why are you in my room? She must have been fucking bored or something. I don't know. I don't know. Um, Yeah, that's yeah. a massive one. Yeah. And I used to – um, sorry, go, yeah. No, 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 you go. I was going to say I also used to love building things. Like that was oh a bit of a hyper for me. <laughs> like, and I'm realising have- this. And Lego? Uh, Meccano? I, I think we had a bit of Lego, but only – when I think the twins got Lego, but I used to play with it when like I was like a bit older. I don't know. Was Lego... No, Lego's been around for a while. I just think because I was a girl, maybe, didn't, they didn't really... Yeah. Uh, but then they bought me other building things. I don't know. You know how people are like, Lego, it's a boy. I don't know. Yeah. So I had this, like... um, It was, like, little pieces of, like, wood... And it was in this like set and there was like diagrams of like different things you could build. It was basically like building, you know, like those cool cabins that you see in like the woods in like Canada. Yeah. It's kind of like that kind of vibe, which I love still. And Mm -hmm. I used to like build them. I used to spend like all weekend just like building these different houses from these little bits of wood, (laughs) like miniature houses. And then I also used to love the marble Sets and I'd build oh, like massive stop. like, dude. I want to get one. Stop. That was like no. Stop. Right. Oh, my <laughs> favorite thing ever. So, <laughs> marbles, marbles, marbles are everything to me. Oh my
1: god. How have we not played with
0: marbles yet? Oh my god. Dude, I've been literally thinking about like buying all of these things that I used to play with when I was a yeah. Kid. Or going into the garage at my parents' and seeing if they still have oh, them. dude. Because they yes. might. That's be epic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because, no. like, I mean, the way it's the sound for me, it's the satisfaction mm-hmm. of finishing the piece and then the marble flowing through the tubes. Yeah. It does the oh, exact same
1: thing every time. And it's my just my brain. Like, oh, no. <laughs>
0: God. And then I know you love puzzles. Have you always loved puzzles?
1: Yeah. I'm just <laughs> one now.
0: <laughs>
1: so, so me and Jude like slept in the van the other night on this random street because someone else in the house had the bed. And we woke up in the morning and, you know, when you wake up in the van, you're just like, this is fucked. I need to go make breakfast and like everything's just so chaotic. Yeah. So we like packed up and then started driving back and I saw a puzzle on the side of the road. <laughs> and I was like I was like oh no I don't need it I don't need it because Jude really wanted to get home and I was like no it's chill and then we went home made brekkie and we we're gonna go out to the shops or something and I was like oh I need to go get the puzzle <laughs> I can't I, like, I couldn't stop sort of thinking about it we're eating breakfast and I was just like
0: oh, I, need, <laughs> I need to go get the puzzle so <laughs> then we
1: drove back and I got it and um it's pretty lit anyway
0: fuck yeah what is it
1: it's actually kind of cringe. It's, I'll tell you about it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, <laughs> I'm sure I would love it,
1: but <laughs> um, um. Anyway, sorry. I yeah. just what I was gonna say before is like mm. with your sister and your mum, like changing things in your room.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like no wonder we develop OCD around things like that because OCD is like ultimately a-, a control thing, right? Yeah. So it's like yeah, trying to gain back control when things are happening that you can't stop because, like, that happened to me a lot too. Not so much with people, like, actually moving my stuff heaps, but, like, even even my little brother walking into my room, I was, like, much of a cunt that if he even walked into my room, I would lose my shit. Mm -hmm. And, like, I just thought I was a massive brat, and now I'm like, oh, like, they were meltdowns.
0: Yeah, and you didn't want him to, like, touch anything or move anything no. out of place because that's what little brothers do the little shits usually yeah
1: and like mm. my dad couldn't like if he walked into my room with his shoes on I would mm-hmm. like I'd yeah. pretty much go non-verbal okay. which is like hindsight like mm-hmm. yeah I was like because like I was told oh you're being rude or you're being like you know you can't control everything but now it's like oh I was actually like so stressed that I was non-verbal like Mm -hmm. because someone was in my room with like their outside shoes and like yeah yeah so wild
0: um on that note I saw something the other day I don't know if I sent it to you on Instagram I haven't been on Instagram for like a few days because I'm scared of like this message I sent someone (laughs) scared of seeing their advice I've been ruminating over it so I'm just like avoiding it um I'll tell you about that like After, um, but uh, oh, yeah, I saw a post and it was an autistic creator and they were talking about how, uh, because you know how some autistic people are like nonverbal all the time, Mm. um, it was saying how that community of autistic people actually don't like when we say like going nonverbal, and there's like, did you see uh, that? It's like other language, but I can't remember what it was. Can
1: you, I didn't see that, but I as I was saying nonverbal before, I was literally like, "Fuck, I know that there's something." Yeah, but I can't I need remember to know what.
0: About that. I can't remember what the other. It's I saved the post on my Instagram, but I'm I'm not downloading it now.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: I. So I'll I'll, I'll find have it a later. look. In,
1: I'll have a look in my messages from you because I haven't opened a lot of messages.
0: Okay, yeah, um, I probably sent it to you.
1: But there's a okay. lot of different terms. Yeah. Um, I, to be honest, I haven't. I've been so scattered that I haven't put the time into understanding it fully, which I really need to do if mm-hmm. I'm going to be talking about it on here. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's like, yeah, there's non-verbal, non-vocal, non-speaking. There's like a few different terms, but I'm not mm-hmm. sure which ones are like...
0: I think it was just like a different language around saying, instead of saying like going non-verbal, it was like a different like way of phrasing right. it, basically. It, w- it was still had non-verbal in it, I think. Because yeah. obviously going non-verbal <clears throat> might be a bit offensive because those people literally are non are nonverbal. Yeah. So like I, I can it. see yeah, yeah <laughs> and then when we're saying go like that's not really we are not having the same experience as them because they literally yeah. can't speak.
1: Yeah. And that's like a massive um like privilege mm-hmm. on our end to not experience like not speaking all the time. So that makes mm-hmm.
0: sense. I, I cannot and, even imagine the yeah. like frustration of like wanting yeah. to say something. And not being able to, like, I, I can, I get it to an extent, but not that extent.
1: <laughs> yeah. And, like, not, and then on top of that, like, if you have alternative, like, methods of communicating, um, I can't remember what the devices are called, the hmm. the devices where you can, like, type in and people can either read it or it, like, generates a voice. Yeah. Um, I know a lot of autistic people um prefer those over, Either prefer it over speaking or they use it when they can't speak yeah but the frustration of people not just accepting that and getting on with it and communicating to you like it's hard enough like navigating all of that in your internal world but then having people not just like you know having people making it difficult (laughs) on top of that like I can't even imagine like I don't know if any of that made sense
0: I think so. I think I'm just like, my concentration's been shit today and I just put on my jacket and yeah. I can't focus on two.
1: Got- yeah, <laughs> I-, I was getting distracted because you were putting on your jacket. So-
0: <laughs> I'm sure when I listen back to it, I'll be like, ah, yes. <laughs> and then the fucking dogs, like, I- you probably can't hear it, but they keep barking and I'm like trying to focus on what you're saying. I'm like, if they do it again, I might go and put them in the bedroom. Yeah, but I pretty- can't hear it. I know, but, but for me, like, you. I can't focus on what you're saying, so I can't, like, yeah. respond properly. But, God, it's so difficult. I had to have two Valium, like, like a Valium two nights in a row, and my brain is just, like, feels fried. Like, absolutely fried. Like, I just cannot think properly. Yeah, right. Like, I usually do. So that's, um, I think that's why my concentration is, like, extra bad today. Mm-hmm. How is my microphone dusty? <laughs> Anyway, um, <laughs> oh, yeah, we're talking about, um, yeah, because OCD definitely runs in in my family and, like, yep. there's obviously, aut- like, all those people also have autism. So, well, n- not diagnosed, but I've diagnosed them. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, like, as we've been talking about, like, it just, the OCD does just kind of come out of the bum hole <laughs> of autism. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> it's like the autistic poo. <laughs> It's a
1: beautiful way of putting it, babe. That's like
0: just how I pitched it in my head. I pictured the autism shitting out OCD. Yeah, pretty much. It's like, oh, if this wasn't hard enough, here,
1: have this. (laughs) Oh, you're not being accommodated for? Yeah.
0: Have some OCD. Have another mental illness. Well, a (laughs) mental illness, you ding dong. (laughs) Cancel. I always call myself a ding dong. Is that bad?
1: No, I call myself a dingus.
0: Oh, I love that word. Slightly, yeah. It's a good one. Dingus is hilarious. Yeah. And sometimes I call other people ding-dongs when they're being, like, mean. I'll be like, you ding-dong. <laughs> but That's not to their face. Just, like, people on TV and stuff. Yeah. Like on dating shows. Dong? I've been watching FBoy Island on Binge. You watched it? I think you would yeah. like it. mm
1: mm-hmm. I don't is have Binge. Huge?
0: Oh. I'll probably just give you Brody's login if you want after I finish should, it. Yeah, But it's, um it's kind of, it's like abby chatfield hosts it and it's like australian like most of the people in it are australian and it's filmed in australia i think
1: that would be hilarious
0: to watch it's she's really funny in it she's a really good host <laughs> i enjoy it i enjoy it a lot mm-hmm. um it's like yeah it's actually really fucking funny damn it i hope i was hoping we could talk about it but that's fine it's
1: whatever nice. dog
0: <laughs> Whatever dog very Um, it's really good because it, it like flips the script of like most reality TV shows and it, it shits on all the misogynistic men and it oh, like fuck
1: yeah. it rips the shit out of them
0: basically and they have to like they have to basically prove themselves to the three women and the women are just like judging them all the time. It's so good. Cause I mean, think like yes. Abby is like obviously a massive feminist and so like she's just like owning like just all of them. It's just so great. And they all just like like judge them so hard when they say something like ew
1: That's amazing <laughs> so good. Oh my god I need to watch that
0: <laughs> I, I that really want to watch healing. it with you <laughs> I know <laughs> because like I just know it would have been so fun with you because Brody I forced I forced them to watch a little bit of it with me last night but yeah just, that was like a <laughs> random tangent but they didn't really <laughs> like it. They're like I can't really handle much more of this. So I was like fuck you it's so good <laughs> are you kidding me? <laughs> mm-hmm and it's it's like a fun game because you have to try and figure out who's a fuckboy and who's a nice guy, that's like the whole thing
1: yeah, anyway. test yes. our radars
0: Yeah, Mine's oh my god, cool. I have
1: more updates to tell you about Um, that fuckboy encounter that I had, remember that really fucked one where um. I won't talk about it today it'll make good content one day, I don't know if I want to share it yet
0: oh, but... was that the one that you went over his house, the older guy, and then
1: he, he told me I needed to see a sex therapist, yeah,
0: yeah, and laughed at me, yeah.
1: And then I called him out, and the things he said back, oh. I couldn't, I couldn't Wait, is this it recently. Better. Like a couple weeks ago, oh my god, I like I called him out proper and got into a bit of a texting battle with him. He, he ended <laughs> up ghosting, of course, and not replying
0: <laughs> Classic,
1: um, but yeah, I called him out hard, um. I'll save it for another episode when we do that specifically. Okay. Like, it's oh, I'm so,
0: so excited for that juice content. Here.
1: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's so fucked.
0: So I want to start dating again just for the content. Yeah, <laughs> go on dates specifically with fuck boys just for the content. Oh I do god. it. Oh my
1: god,
0: watch out, boys! You better watch out. Jim Jim's coming for you. All right. Um, should we go back to the OCD conversation? What do you want to talk yeah. about now? Yeah. My brain oh. feels kind of dead today. Yeah. So if I talk a bit monotone, that's why it's really hard to put expression in my voice.
1: (laughs) Yeah, no, I understand. It's like that too. Yeah. Like that too.
0: (laughs) I just don't know who I am. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. So deep. I'm just going through this whole like Self discovery process, and it's real hard, you know. Oh, yeah, I feel you, babe. Talked to my therapist about it last week. We had like a two hour telehealth meeting, which was quite long.
1: Holy shit!
0: Yeah, because I've been trying to pump out the therapies and therapize the shit out of myself. Mm. And obviously, we can't do EMDR, but we've just been doing more of the parts like the internal family systems that I talked to about. I've been talking to her a lot about autism and she she hasn't like said I think you're autistic because she obviously can't say that until I get assessed but mm-hmm. she seems to be going along with it so I think she thinks I <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> so that's comforting um but she um yeah she's just like I've been talking to her about how like I've been unmasking a lot and how difficult it's been and like the, all the change and everything and like how I feel like I just don't know who I am anymore did you go through mm-hmm. this last year
1: yeah still going through it babe yeah (laughs) yeah
0: I I thought you would be because yeah I don't know can you like if you feel comfortable today like share a bit about your experience with I don't know when when did you start unmasking like notice yourself unmasking more because I feel like you masked a lot more when I first met you definitely two years ago two and a half years ago yeah and then I gradually the more I got to know you the more you were shedding your mask slash I was getting to know you better. So it was kind of hard to discern like what was what. But like, yeah. Do you want to share a bit about that? I'm interested to know. (laughs) I
1: feel like I've never really known who I was. Like that's been one of my biggest struggles in life. Like even before I thought I was autistic, Mm. which was just the undiagnosed autism, obviously, but I didn't know what it was. I was like, I don't know. Like I feel like I'm faking everything yeah um, yeah, well, like I'm yeah someone completely different when I'm a lot completely alone,
0: yep, um you're just like doing these ones in the shower yeah. <laughs> you're like, yeah, this is the real me Me much <laughs> yeah.
1: oh my God um that's a good question.
0: do you know what's really fucked? Sorry. <laughs> it's like it's okay you know when you're in like we were in primary school and like it was it was funny or like trendy to make fun of like what we used to call handicapped people or yeah. disabled people, which is really fucked. Um, you know, when people used to like, this is obviously like, I'm just, you know, when we used to do like this and we'd be like, I'm retarded or like whatever. And it's just kind of like funny because like we literally, you and I literally are <laughs> like, I used yeah. to be fun of people and now I literally am like, I am retarded. And I was retarded the whole time. And I do that. I do, I do You're this. Just hiding it. Yeah. I was just like masking it. Yeah. Do you reckon that's why we were, were we all just projecting? Yeah. <laughs> it all the undiagnosed autistics who were making fun of the disabled people. Yeah.
1: I mean, that could have been a part <laughs> of it. Unconsciously. Subconsciously. Uh-huh. But also, I guess, like, it is different for us because we mm-hmm. have the privilege of being able to mask. So it's like, yeah. even though we are, like, disabled, it's not the same as people. No. Like, people Who, like, have involuntary,
0: like, oh. Yeah
1: like muscle spasms or like involuntary ticks and stuff like that.
0: Yeah, it's definitely like, not the same.
1: Yeah, but I know what you mean. Like it's I've been thinking about it a lot lately of like the people that used to be made fun of in school. Um mm. and then as I've like started regressing, like unmasking, yeah. I've become this like the same type of person I guess you could say or have like a similar presentation um
0: yeah some of my stuff does feel a little bit involuntary though if I'm honest like sometimes I like sometimes I'm in the shower and because I'm completely safe and no one's there I do some pretty fucking cooked shit and I don't Mm -hmm. even know what I'm doing sometimes like I don't actually have control yeah over it do you know what I mean yeah and and that's that's, like, how I, I would be in public if there wasn't so much stigma yeah. around. But I, I have to, like, it's it's getting harder to control yeah. those, I know like, mean. arm movements, especially with my arms. Like, obviously with my legs, like, if I'm sitting down, I can just, like, tap my foot or, like, swing my leg. Mm-hmm. But when I was talking to someone at my mom and dad's work the other day, it was my dad's friend, and I was really dissociated and, like, tired and stuff, and I just, like was trying to like hold my arms down but they like kind of just I I don't actually know because I was so, so sad, but I think I was like swinging them around a bit because he was looking at yeah. me kind of weird and I think I was kind of just like trying to like get comfortable you know when you're standing and you don't know mm. what to do with your arms and you're just like yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah
0: it was like the worst feeling ever it just makes my like skin crawl mm. and I talked to my psych about it and she was like you're just gonna have to like come to terms with the fact that like that's okay and like
1: yeah, it's okay
0: if you do that in public, like, but there's just so much shame that comes with that. Definitely. And like, she was like, You know, you're just gonna have to explain to the person, like, if you feel you need to, like, that you're just stimming to like self regulate or soothe yourself, whatever. And I'm like, That feels so scary, yeah,
1: to me. especially to then if someone doesn't know what stimming is, to then like try and explain that when you're already dysregulated, like, that's so fucked.
0: exactly. That's like, not,
1: that, yeah,
0: it wasn't really helpful.
1: <laughs> yeah because like to be honest yeah it takes more capacity yeah yeah no, I definitely know what you mean with it feeling like um somewhat involuntary or like yeah just completely necessary for like our well-being to stand mm. and like do that stuff freely but yeah but you just feel like you can't well yeah but I've definitely been noticing lately that I'm finding it harder and harder to suppress it as well mm-hmm. and it feels yeah like I can't control it sometimes
0: you were talking about your unmasking journey if you have any more to add
1: yeah I've really only actually started like actively unmasking probably the last six months I've really only just started being able to do it like except for around you Mm -hmm. like Brody and stuff and like other autistic friends Um, but lately I've been trying to actively like, um, let stuff out or not hide it, like no matter who I'm around. But then sometimes if I'm too vulnerable, like, and it's not a safe place, I'm not going to force myself, you know, to unmask. Like sometimes I keep my mask up for my own protection if i yeah. can but i'm finding it harder and harder to ma- like sometimes i actually just can't mask anymore like i think i've yeah hit that like yeah as we we're saying i think in another episode because of lockdown we just hit that burnout
0: mm-hmm.
1: and got too used to not having to mask and now it's a lot harder um yeah yeah i don't know if <laughs> do you know if the term regression in terms of like autistic traits is like correct or like I don't know any other word to call it, but, like, lately I've been feeling mm,
0: like I'm I, becoming,
1: like, more autistic or, like... That's
0: the word I've been using as well, <clears throat> because I, I don't know if that's, like, the technical... Like, technically speaking, if that's right, correct? Yeah. Psychologically, but, like...
1: I'm just going to... We can I mean, out later. Well. I mean, that just
0: <laughs> makes sense, doesn't it? Yeah, it's kind of like just it, what it feels. It but I'm when, wondering
1: if it, yeah. like regression kind of implies like a that negative you're going, like yeah. it's going back bad again or like back you know like what I a mean
0: negative like state of mind or a negative memory or part like a, a younger yeah. part of yourself that was un- more undeveloped or whatever yeah I, whereas I our
1: autistic selves is actually just our true selves it's not necessarily it is
0: but like we bad. but it feels like regression maybe it does it yeah. might not be regression but it feels like regression
1: especially with society's yeah. view of it like people see us being like yeah like more autistic or like acting childish or yeah becoming more controlling or whatever
0: it's like very intense because you kind of have to explain to like especially people you've been friends with for a long time or your family like I know I've had to explain to my family like I do this now like I might not be as like upbeat as I used to be or I might not seem as happy and that's because Mm -hmm. I'm kind of not that happy (laughs) in some in some regards my life has been pretty challenging but also I am unmasking a lot and I think they're kind of just all coming to terms with that because I'm just a lot more like expressionless and monotone yeah and I don't like being like that (laughs) like I don't want to be like that um so yeah but is it
1: what is that what feels most natural to you sometimes especially mm-hmm. when you're, like, burnt out or something. Yeah.
0: Like, it yeah, it is. And it also feels like, I think, with the chronic migraine as well, sometimes I I don't have a lot of, like, I get really bad brain fog and, like, I don't have much energy. So yeah. that combined with the autism is, like, makes it worse as well. Yeah. And I can go nonverbal with from migraine as well. Yeah. sense like even today I'm just like like I've had really bad shortness of breath which is like affecting me a lot with speaking but it's also just like difficult to talk Mm. a lot yeah you know especially about this stuff because it's so fresh yeah (laughs) it's probably good it's probably good that we're talking about it and processing it in a safe space where like we both just get each other and I'm sure this conversation will help so many people um that's why it's really important that like all of you listeners like review and like rate the podcast to like push our pods up in the algorithm because like it's really important that other like autistic neurodivergent folks like yeah. feel seen and like hear these conversations because a lot of a lot of the big podcasts like I feel are people who are psychologists or who study these things yeah and so- they don't yeah necessarily speak from like their personal lived experience which is a very important piece hmm like, like that if yeah
1: if I only had access to like when I was going through the like am I autistic thing if I only had access to like you know like professional websites and the DSM and like and all that's like official stuff explaining autism yeah. I probably wouldn't be diagnosed like because yeah. it just doesn't apply to Same. everyone like it's not it's just like super narrow and yeah, it's all those mm-hmm. tiny little niche things that people on like social media talk about that makes you go, "Oh shit!"
0: Yeah, wow! Like, yeah,
1: fucking marbles, like
0: marbles. Fucking
1: neurotypical person wouldn't react like that. And when you said about-
0: you collected rocks, like, yeah, when you're a kid, and like, I was like, I do that now. Like, I stopped. I had to stop myself because it was like ridiculous. But mm-hmm. I was collect- I My my house in Merriweather, I don't know if you remember, but I had all these like little rock stacks. Yeah, like all through the house. What? And I had to like dump all these rocks in the garden bed outside our house when we moved because I had so I had kilos and kilos of fucking rocks.
1: Yeah, I have to stop like, myself. What is this? Wait, I had a dream last night about rocks. I had a dream about like I was at home at my home in Dubbo and like on the gravel road, all of a sudden there was just like quartz and like gems everywhere on the road. And I was like running around trying to pick up as many as I could. And I was like, fuck, oh. I can't hold them
0: all. It <laughs> sounds so like funny. a game.
1: It was lit. <laughs>
0: Dude, that sounds like a sick dream.
1: Yeah, it was a pretty good dream.
0: I had um some really vivid dreams last night as well, actually, but they were really spooky. <laughs> like, I the first one woke me up at, like, 4 a.m. and I never wake up in the middle of the night. And I woke up at 4 a.m. and I was like, you know when you're still, I guess you're kind of a little bit lucid dreaming, like you're coming, you're waking up, but you're still in the dream. So I heard the door. Oh, my God, there's, like, a bee coming at me. Oh, hey, bro, please don't bite me. Thank you. It flew away. Okay. Um, <laughs> I mean, sting me, not bite me. Um, what was I saying? Oh, yeah, so in the dream, there was this, like, dark spirit. So I was sleeping in my dream as well, mm-hmm. and this dark spirit was coming into – I knew it was going to come into the room, and I think I was, like, hiding, like, in the bed or something, and I heard the door unlock when I was, like, awake, Mm. from my dream so it was so creepy Mm. and I knew this spirit was coming and I like woke up and I was like it's okay Gem like you are awake you're like here and I was like and then I had to go and like couldn't get back to sleep I had to go like vape some of Brody's like medicinal like shit and Mm. then um I had to like masturbate that kind of helped but then I had another dream and there was like oh did this like really hot guy and then there was just like this cadaver like on the table like it was just there. And I was like, why is there a cadaver? And he was like, oh, it's just there. And I was like, because I, I, I've never <laughs> seen a cadaver like in my yeah, right. life before. And so I was like, oh, this is weird. And then I like left and there was like another different cadaver because like, a different person. And then this one like opened its eyes and it was like still alive. And it's like eyes were like rolling around. And I was like, what the fuck is this dream? God. It was really fucking weird. Anyway, yeah, I, I usually don't have creepy dreams like that, so it's definitely, yeah, put me a bit on edge today. <laughs>
1: Jesus Christ, it's nightmare fuel, that Glad you <laughs> hadn't,
0: Yeah, Glad you had a nice dream, though, about crystals.
1: Yeah, it was, it was pretty nice. <laughs> nice change.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you usually have a lot of fucked ones, don't you? Yeah, every night. <gasps> Are night you still night having night. them every night? Yeah. Fucking hell. Yes, of course. Oh my god, dude. Sorry. Uh, okay. I mean, just... god, no, it's <laughs> not it's not okay. <laughs> How but do I've you been, co- Yeah. I, I've
1: been sleeping with Jude like mm. in the same Oh bed. really? Yeah. Oh, wild. It's like life-changing. Like like it's not perfect sleep, but I'm not like having fucking panic attacks and shit about it and like like I actually get to sleep. Which I never used to be able to do mm-hmm. next to someone, so that's been really nice. I feel like we'll talk. I will talk about that in a, in the toxic male episode. I feel like that's a good link, not Jude, but the reason why I can't sleep in a bed with a man usually.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: But yeah, so that's been really nice. It's like that's comforting so having nice. someone there, like when you're having nightmares, you know.
0: Mm-hmm. Do you wake up in the middle of the night and stuff?
1: Yeah, sometimes. Sometimes he's just like you were like whimpering last night (laughs) in your (laughs) sleep. So I was probably having a nightmare. Mm. Just like honey. (laughs) Anyway. Oh my god, I feel weird. Why am I fading?
0: Don't fade. Not yet. No. No, We've
1: gotten so sidetracked. What what are we talking about?
0: We're talking about um unmasking and how it's important to listen to the voices of those with experience yeah like us
1: (laughs) yeah I try and think of some examples maybe you can give some as well of like things that you've been doing to like like, try and unmask like for example I've been Mm. just when I like when I need some quiet or I'm overwhelmed I just like put my headphones on and I don't Mm explain that to the people around me like instead of being like oh sorry I'm just like I'm not being rude I just like Mm -hmm. overwhelmed I just fucking put them on like if they get upset that's their problem you know like
0: and they know you're autistic so they can exactly uh, actually ask you another time when you have more capacity like oh hey I noticed you put your headphones on sometimes like can I just I'm just curious why you do that or is there any way I support you rather than being judgmental and being like oh that person's so rude
1: yeah or, and like it's fine if they need reassurance you know of being like hey like are you okay like did I do something and it's like yeah that's fine it's more just like yeah, not feeling like I'm being rude and that I have to leave the space, like I can still stay in the social space with everyone. I'm just allowed to have headphones in and not talk, you know? Like cuz mm-hmm. I still want to be around people sometimes. Yeah. I just don't want to talk.
0: Yeah, that's really nice. Yeah. Do you have you done that with your new like Melbourne friends and stuff?
1: No, not really.
0: Okay. This was more when you were living at um Yeah. Brook Street, yeah.
1: Yeah. And even just like with Jude and his brother, who mm. I don't know his brother very well, but um just yeah having my headphones on most of the day and it's super chill and nice and yeah
0: that's yeah I think the headphone thing for me is probably one thing that I've been doing a lot more um I started doing it probably about a year ago before that I would always go to the supermarket I'd actually enjoy going to the supermarket and to be honest some sometimes I still do Um, I do find it a lot more overwhelming now than I used to, especially the bright lights and the noise. Mm. Um, I used to be able to go in without sunglasses and without headphones, do my entire shop and take my time, not rush. Um, What actually made me, I think, unmask around that was Brody. Like when I started going to the shops with Brody when we lived together last year, like when we first moved in together, Brody would get really anxious going to the shops and have to put, like, their, um, like, ear, uh, like little ear pod, AirPod things in mm-hmm. and I wear sunglasses. And I was like, oh, yeah, that, like, makes sense, like, because I know them or whatever. But then I think I started noticing and, like, that brought more awareness to my own um, masking around that mm-hmm. and how a lot of the time I would just, I don't know, I just blocked it out. I don't know how I did it.
1: I did I, a lot of that too, and I'm questioning it now as well. Like, how did I?
0: How did I do it? Like, do I it. can't do that now for yeah. the life of me. And I'm a lot. To be fair, I'm a lot more disabled in some ways than I I was like prior to, say, 2021. Before yeah, I had that really bad year with like OCD and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. I was a lot. I was in routine. Like, I had a very structured life. So it makes sense that I wasn't as overwhelmed. Yeah, Like I lived in the same house for like a longer period of time. I wasn't like moving fucking constantly. And yeah. I had like, you know, I would go to like placement from this time to that time, go to yoga at night or go to dance or like whatever it was and then yeah. go home. Like I had a very, you know, um, typical routine. And so I think when when I finished uni and I was doing uni from home, like when I was doing sexology from home. And I stopped having like as much routine because I was very overwhelmed with like um, just like the amount of uni work I had to do with obviously all the COVID stuff that was happening. Plus not having much money because the government like reduced our payments again and stuff and not really being able to work except for doing OnlyFans because I was, you know, unable to really work at that time because I was really unwell. I think that's when my unmasking first started to start like peel away. Yeah, that when, And that, that's interesting because that's when I like the pure OCD came to the forefront mm. and that was like taking up a lot of my mental capacity. So I didn't have maybe as much capacity to mask. Mm. Yeah. And, yeah. And so what happened then was You know, I started going to the shops last year and started noticing and getting more and more overwhelmed, especially with migraine stuff as well, and just started putting my sunglasses on and my headphones and realizing how much easier it was the more I started unmasking for me to get through that. And I started wearing my headphones when I was out and about because I was like, oh, this is a great opportunity to listen to like a podcast or music or something. But now Mm -hmm. that I realize I was actually just trying to block out, I think, the noise around me and just be in my own little bubble of, like, Mm -hmm. comfort and safe.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, I've been, like, thinking about that a lot lately, too. Like, how did I used to, like, be fine with going to the shops and stuff? When in reality, I probably wasn't fine deep down. Like it probably was dysregulating my nervous system. I just didn't have that awareness Mm -hmm. in that day of what that felt like. Mm -hmm. And again, like you, I had like a lot more outlets and wasn't quite as mentally ill in that time. So I guess I had more, yeah, like more available energy to mask and cope and process all that input. But now I just... Yeah, I feel like I'm just raw and, like, don't have that buffer between, like, my autistic brain and the world anymore. So everything's just, like, so much more overwhelming.
0: Yeah, and once you, like, like once the mask falls away, you just can't really – I'm just cleaning my arm. I think I'm allergic to this deodorant I've been using, just wiping it mm. off. <laughs> yeah. I found out I did all these allergy tests oh, yeah. at the um, specialist and I'm allergic to, like, three – different products that are found in like pretty much most personal care like yeah, shampoo right. like um soap like cleaning products body wash like sunscreen like all of what it. they are yeah but I didn't think they're in this deodorant but
1: because
0: mm. um some of them are found like naturally occurring in like essential oils and stuff and so I have noticed, like, that deodorant I use from Scoop has started, like, irritating me. But I, So I've been using this other one, but I didn't think yeah. it had any of the things, but it's just, I don't know why it's irritating me today. Anyway. Um, Are you thing?
1: going with clothes and stuff, your
0: fabric? Um, like, this shirt I'm wearing, this one's a little bit uncomfortable, if I'm honest, but I'm bearing it. But I went shopping. Mum gave me some money when I went back to Newcastle after you left and stuff, and I went shopping in Charlestown Square. had a really nice day myself with my phones on have my little sunglasses on (laughs) walk around charlestown square (laughs) (laughs) and i was like in my little like safe bubble and like with my like music on and just like yeah did a big like shop because she gave me like a couple of hundred dollars and i had a gander gift card so i just like got a bunch of like new stuff yeah nice so that was really helpful because i had like no clothes i could wear yeah (laughs) it was really fucked yeah um or oh, something that's like really interesting that's like happened recently that i think should be fine to talk about on here i don't know um just how like i won't say specifics just in case like family members listen to this but, <laughs> mm-hmm. um just how like when like the older you get and like like our parents with like the Undiagnosed, like neurodivergence or undiagnosed OCD or whatever it is, just how they become like so stubborn and rigid in their ways and they can't like see any other way of like doing something or they just like project. Like I, I had a family member recently um, because I've moved into the unit and like it's my family's holiday house basically one of my family members got really upset that we'd like move some things around in there. And like, it's, it needed like a refreshing, (laughs) like it's been the same for decades really, because Mm -hmm. my family is all like, there's a lot of autistic people in my family (laughs) and they all like things to say the same and to Mm -hmm. be a really specific way. And like, I totally get that, but we had to move things around for like our own comfort, and just like the way that they just projected all of their own rigidity, basically, and their own stubbornness, and their own unwillingness to just accept that change is inevitable sometimes mm-hmm. with things, um, and to acknowledge that I'm disabled and I need my house to be comfortable, as does Brody. Mm-hmm. And just like projecting all of that and saying that I'm the one who's like projecting in the situation and that I'm the one who's not being understanding or respectful, even though like I communicated very clearly, I just find I'm finding that like a massive barrier at the moment with like older adults in my family who are like Mm. clearly autistic and are just like struggling with change and just like the extent of that and like them literally behaving like a child (laughs) and being like you know like in their 60s or like whatever Mm. i'm just like it's so hectic how if you don't do that work to understand Mm. and become self-aware of your autism it can actually like rupture relationships absolutely and Fuck with your head. <laughs> <laughs> Basically. Yeah. Hey, it's Lies again. I hope you enjoyed this. <laughs> and if you didn't know, Jam is a dietitian who supports neurodivergent peeps and peeps living with mental illness. Nutrition plays a vital role in managing ADHD, autism and mental illness. So if you're struggling with disordered or restrictive eating or simply want to try a natural way to manage your symptoms, click the link in the show notes to book a free alignment call with Jem to discuss treatment options. You're still the one, you're still the one I run to The one that I belong to You're still the one I want for life You're still the one. You're You're still still the the one I love. (laughs) The only one I dream of. You're still the one I. (laughs) Good night. Good night, night, everybody. Ain't (laughs) nothing better. We beat in the odds
1: together. I'm glad we didn't listen. Look at what we would be missing. That's they said, I bet they'll never make it. (laughs) But look at us us holding on. (laughs) But look at us holding on.